Women's Power to Heal Mother Earth This is Maya Tiwari The Power of Breath Prana The Kinetic Force of the Universe Within and Without In this perilous time Understanding how to use our breath, conserving the breath, using it wisely, is so important to generate better health and stronger immunity. Prana, a Sanskrit word, from the Vedic tradition of knowledge, is more than just the breath that we breathe in and out. It is more than just oxygenated air. It is the kinetic life force of our earth. It alone causes the earth movement around the sun. A mass heap of earth becomes a mobile dynamic entity vibrating with complex life because of prana. Imagine what this source of energy can do within us then. It makes us alive. It generates a source for our mind to function impeccably. For every cell and organ and organism within the body and outside of the body to thrive. Prana moves the air, the water, nerves and memory cells and controls the expansion and contraction of the earth's surface. She controls the ebb and flow of oceans and the moon's orbit around the earth. Only prana controls the breath of the planetary heart and, of course, the heart of every species. The fantastic rise of heart-related disease is due in part to the dysfunction of our own bodily prana, the way we breathe or do not breathe. When our breath force suffers, a prevailing sense of depression or sadness can occur. This eternal breath that moves the entire universe is the source of revitalization and renewal for every life on earth. When this layer of energy is weakened, the earth herself begins to exude fear, pain, tremors, and spasms. This is an indication when it occurs within our own physiognomy that the first layer of our body has been vitiated or impaired. The planetary level of deterioration is more readily visible in the kinetic force because prana is more easily distracted due to its subtler nature than the massive earth and her food body. Before prana 
can be affected though. The food body also has to be impaired. And what I mean by the food body, in Ayurveda we talk about five layers or koshas in the human organism. The first most manifested material layer is called the food body, which of course depends on the health of Mother Nature's foods as well. But getting back to prana, and getting back to the techniques that we call pranayama, the practice of prana, you can call it exercises, which came forth from the great Vedic tradition, or Hindu tradition that is, of India, that has been proven time and time over centuries to be one of the most incredible, awesome, spectacular, inner medicine that the human person possesses. It is only because of prana that we are able to reflect, to remember, to dream and to live in a timeless and spatially limitless reality. When prana resonates in fear or nervousness, the very core of our spirit is pierced and pain can permeate like endless rain. We are, during this time of the pandemic, enduring this grief, and therefore the need to become more pranic vigilant to our personal awareness and personal health depends on how much we remember to breathe and breathe well, to do the practices of pranayama, which are free and can be found in any one of my books and to know that we are continually reviving the life force within simply by breathing in tandem in sync with nature's rhythms and that's what pranayama is. It has been proven in several texts in recent, the recent past two decades by the scientific-minded how effective pranayama truly is. They call it breathing techniques. It covers the autonomic and central nervous system activities as well as our psychological well-being. The slow breathing techniques, which in other words are pranayama, promote autonomic changes increasing the heart rate variability and respiratory sinus arrhythmia paralleled by the central nervous system activity. EEG studies have shown an increase in alpha and the decrease of theta power. Psychological behavioral outputs relating to these changes increase comfort, relaxation, a sense of pleasure, vigor and alertness, and reduces the symptoms of anxiety, depression, fear, anger and confusion. Imagine that simply by breathing, breathing in accord with the rhythms of Mother Nature as we learn through pranayama, 
these practices, simple practices, many numerous practices. Breathing is intimately linked with mental functions. In the Vedic tradition, the act of breathing is an essential aspect of all meditative practices and it is considered a critical factor for reaching the meditative state of consciousness which we call in Sanskrit Samadhi. The prana, which means both breath and energy, life force that is, is, set, is a set of breathing techniques, I prefer to call them practices, prana yama, that aims at directly and consciously regulating one or more parameters of respiration. It depends on the frequency, the depth, the inspiration and expiration ratio. Pranayama is one of the vast timeless sciences for healthful living bequeathed us by the Hindu Vedic tradition, primarily relating to yogic practices and meditation. A growing number of scientific studies in the field of contemplative neuroscience are reporting incredible descriptions of somatic effects elicited by meditation and pranayama. The large number of published studies has led to the need for reviews and meta-analyses with the aim of eliminating possible confounding factors. In any event, in two recently published studies, we explore several different pranayama practices and found that the breathing exercise was the most effective for both immediate and long-term stress reduction. In the first study conducted by the research, a research team at Yale University, they evaluated the impact of three well-being intervention. Breathing exercises. In an experiment, they measured the impact of a particular program which they called Sky Breath Meditation. Sky being an acronym, S-K-Y, which is a comprehensive series of breathing and meditation practices that they learned of that the people who were studying this learned over several days, which was the practice was designed to induce calm and resilience. The second set of practices were mindfulness-based stress reduction practices, in particular a meditation technique wherein they trained themselves to be aware of each moment in a non-judgmental way. That takes a good deal of awareness and alertness, in fact. And the third practice, or intervention as they called it, was the Foundation of Emotional Intelligence, a program that teaches the technique of how to improve our emotional awareness and regulation. In this latter program, participants were randomly assigned to one of three programs to control uh, the group. 
they found that the participants who practiced the sky breath meditation experienced the greatest mental health, social connectivity, positive emotions, the reduction of stress levels, and the reduction of depression, and alongside many mindfulness benefits. A second study was conducted by the University of Arizona where sky breath meditation was compared to a workshop that was taught that taught more conventional cognitive strategies for stress management. In other words, how to change your thoughts about stress. Both workshops were rated similarly by participants and they both produced significant increases in social connectiveness through the breath meditation. They found that the sky breath meditation was far more beneficial in terms of immediate impact on stress, mood, conscientiousness, and that these effects were even stronger when measured three months later with those who had continued the breathing practices. Pranayama, then, is such a boon for our time. An amazing work that comes from the Vedas. Like all things Vedic, it is based in the cosmology of our nature, in the blueprint of Mother Nature, her seasons, the five elements, and the way that we interface with all of it. What each Vedic practice allows us to do is to step into sync, into harmony with nature. These practices are not isolated from the larger bequeathment of excellence that Mother Nature gives to us. It teaches us how to stay attuned. Not separated and isolated and then plunk on top of that practices that supposedly lead us to harmony, but in fact to be in the living, waking, dreaming, sleeping state with Mother Nature at all times, simply by refining breath attuning it to nature's rhythm during the lunar cycle. At night, there is a particular breath. During the solar cycle, during the day, another particular breath. During the junctures of day, yet another practice. Before having a meal, a pranayamic practice, very short, very efficient, can be had. After finishing a meal, Another pranayama practice can be practiced, and so on and so on. If we are having various diseases, heart disease for instance, certain pranayama practices are very beneficent for that particular kidney dysfunction, renal dysfunction, other practices, liver restoral, yet another practice for female reproductive organs, yet another practice the womb shakti pranic practices which we teach at the wiser school 
are so powerful for women to restore their cycle in harmony with Mother Moon, but we will get to all of that in other episodes. Today I just wanted, through one of my earlier practices of of the day, to remind myself of how powerful it is to do a simple inner medicine practice. We already have nature's medicine within us, waiting to bloom and awaken in a way to serve. And simply by calling upon the life force of breath, we can awaken such strength, such resolve, and so much inner harmony. Pranayama is cons- uh, the uh, pranamaya, sorry, is considered the second layer next to the food body, which is the anamaya. But you don't need to know these Sanskrit words. All we need to know is that pranayama, the, the prana of our body that is so subtle, controls more than the breath we breathe, the air we breathe, the function of the lungs. Every part of our cellular memory depends on prana to function well. Giving birth depends on prana, conception depends on prana, digesting our food depends on prana. The urge to write, to paint, create, to do music, to sing, to dance, to learn computers, to procreate, to have a relationship, to love, to hate, to eat, and to evacuate the bodily wastes, and so on, all come from the field of prana. Ahankara, our memory. Ahankara is also uh, the sense of ego or the sense of self as well. Is all shaped by our pranic field. Our collective memory of past and what is to come in the future is all stored there in the pranic kosha or sheath or layer of our physiognomy and psychology. We are unconsciously prodded to certain likes and dislikes, to images of ourselves, to the shadow, to the light, all through our pranic composition. When we are able to properly access our pranic field through the breath practices put out by the Vedas, because of its ancient, incredible knowledge that came from the superhuman minds of the world's greatest physicists and scientists called the Vedic Rishis. But we're talking about earth science, nature science, not man-made sciences. These memories that I have written so much about and talk about all the time are the basis of our remembering who we are, remembering to live in awareness and consciousness, remembering our billions of years of revolutions, reformations and transformations that have given us the human body today. This is Maya wishing you 
a wonderful day or evening, wherever you may be. Peace be your journey. And thank you for listening.